El Chuqueño presents Almost Live from Big D's Party Palace featuring Fernie G, Banami, and my name is Rich Wright. Hey y'all, welcome to another episode of El Chuqueño Presents Almost Live. We're coming to you almost live today from Big D's Party Palace, where the fun never stops till the cops come twice. So, uh, I'm here, I'm here, we're here at Big D's Party Palace with Fernie G and Ben Ami. Good afternoon. And my name is Rich Wright, and I've got a beef. I've got a beef with the government of Mexico. Probably more than one, but this is the one I'm going to talk about today. They've come out with new currencies. And uh, the 500 peso note looks a lot like the old 20 peso note. i got to go spend this one as fast as I can so I don't give it away to somebody as a tip. 500 pesos is worth, you know, about 25 bucks, 26 bucks, something like that. And a 20 peso note is worth just a little more than a dollar, you know. Uh, so uh, they look the same, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. I, mean, I mean, the 500 peso note is a little bigger, but they're both blue. They both have uh, Who's it? Is that Benito, Benito Juarez? Juarez. Benito Juarez. They both have, like, the same picture of Benito Juarez on it, <laughs> you know. And uh, even the backs... You know, you know, film costs a lot more back then, so if it's the same <laughs> photo, I wouldn't. Yeah, right, right. Um, I mean, there's the backs of it. Uh, it's uh, landscape on the back of both of them. One is is Wales, and the other one is, uh, I don't know, Valley in Mexico or something. I don't know, but you know, they're not. They're practically indistinguishable. You know, I think I think somebody was not thinking when they did that, so. Of course, you know, I should be grateful that I have a 500 peso note, and I am. I just wish maybe I had a 100 peso note and a couple 200 peso notes, you know? So, mm -hmm. so uh, what else? Did you see the report in the news that um, the El Paso police are refusing to release body cam? Image. I mean, they just got body cams. They just got them. Like, like a week ago or something like that. Oh, really? And uh, they got almost 800 new body cams, and they already had some that they were using for uh, crisis interventions or something like that. And, uh, uh, okay. Okay, that was... That was Chewy. I got a car over there in Juarez getting worked on. Oh, nice. That was Chewy. He wants to know what, what, what I want him to do with it because it's time to figure out if I want new parts or old parts or, you know, just the inside or the outside. Mm -hmm. Anyhow, I, di I uh, digress. Um, yeah. yeah, there was a story in uh, cbs4local.com that uh, this kid... There was a house party, and uh, it was outside the house party, and the cops were there. Uh, let's see what it says here on CBS 4 Local. It says, the report states, the arrest report states that while officers were searching a subject who had been arrested, one officer felt something hitting him on his leg. 
and this is in quotes, causing brake pain before hearing the sound of something hitting a police car. It's like somebody was throwing rocks at him or something like that. Yeah. You know? huh. And uh, it says they then saw Corral running away. But it does not state if police saw him do anything to them or their vehicles. So uh, the cops caught him, according to this uh, video that's available on social media and on the... Uh, and on the uh, CBS4 local website. And, uh, well, with power comes responsibility and accountability. Right, accountability, right, which we don't have any of here, you know. Uh, it says, although in the video, Corral can be heard saying, I'm cooperating with his hands appearing to be already behind his back. And then he was down on the ground and they tased him. You know, the cops in El Paso are, are taser happy, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, now they're not releasing the body cam of the incident. They said, uh, the city's attorney office said, uh, we have made the good faith determination. Good faith, that's funny for coming from them. We have made the good faith determination the information you requested deals with the detection, investigation, or prosecution of crime, and the release of the remaining records would interfere with the detection, investigation, or of an open case. I mean, they left out a word there. Yeah. And uh, so, uh, so what? We got a new interim police chief, right? The interim police chief is named... Uh, Peter Pasillas, been in the office, I've um, been in uh, the police chief for just about two weeks now, you know? Mm -hmm. And uh, they get hit up, hit with this uh, social media video, mm -hmm. and they don't so, want to show us the body cam. So I could see their point of view if there's like an ongoing investigation, but if there's already a counter piece of video mm -hmm. out there, you know, it would be good for the police to put out their their version. side of the story. I right. mean, the video obviously, you know, some the same thing. So it'll show the same thing. But some of the proponents of body cams say that they protect the police too. You know, they show the police's well, version. Well, they can. Right, right, can. You, right. So Makes sense, right? Be, Unless yeah. the police aren't doing something or doing something they're not supposed to be doing. Yeah. And uh, right. you know the. Uh, El Paso Police Union opposed body cams. They didn't want body cams. Why not? I don't know. That's a good question, huh? Why not? Why not? Right. And now that they got them. Now that they got them, they're not showing us the videos. Well. Huh. I don't well, know. That's a it's a conundrum, conundrum, right? It's a puzzle, right? It's a <laughs> puzzle. So, uh, weird, huh? Yeah, we've talked before about how the... Uh, Police department is taser happy, and uh, they uh, don't want to uh, admit it. They don't want to, mm -hmm. you know. I mean, we settled. Uh, uh, I mean, they've they have absolutely killed people mm -hmm. uh, who are having mental health crises. Right, and. Uh, you know, maybe our dear listeners should email city council and car carbon copy El Chuqueño. Right. And we can keep an eye on how 
those uh, messages are being received and maybe if we give a little attention to it. All right. I'd like to remind the listeners that we want to hear from you and you can reach out to us via uh, our email, via email, and our email address is lchucano at uh, gmail.com. Mm-hmm. E-L-C-H-U-Q-U-E-N-O at gmail.com. You spell gmail, gmail.com. So. <laughs> Common spelling. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, or you can also send us a message through Instagram at El Chiquetto. Ah, you can reach Instagram. out to us on Instagram. We're, yeah. we're there. Yeah. Okay, so we'll see. There's another thing going on here, huh? So, uh... Coming up in one of our future episodes, maybe the next one or the one after that, uh, we're going to talk to somebody who's uh, encouraging El Pasoans to express their uh, uh, express their uh, opinion on our next police chief. The current police chief is a uh, he's been in he's been an assistant police chief since 2009. And he graduated from the police academy in 1988. So, you know, he knows where the bodies are buried. One would think. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I reckon, you know, I reckon, well, we'll talk about it later when we get uh, that guest coming on in a couple episodes. I don't want to, I don't want to mm-hmm. milk it. I don't want to milk it dry now. Right. Right. Keep posted. Right. Uh what else? Um, uh, what else? I was uh, looking at uh, the news feed on Nextdoor. Y'all got that Nextdoor app? You seen that Nextdoor app? Super entertaining. Lost dogs <clears throat> and some girl selling a Rolex for a hundred bucks. You know. Anyhow. Uh, they uh this one girl says uh her here's her post calling on all neighbors who are dealing with airbnbs that are actual party houses right okay. have you have you ever heard of that i mean i've, I've I have heard, heard of, of it that. but it happened one happened at my aunt's airbnb really yeah here in el paso yeah wow somebody Top's had a party called yeah we used to have that house, that Airbnb room over here, mm-hmm. and one time uh, they booked an Airbnb and uh, just one room. We had one bedroom in the house that was mm-hmm. the Airbnb with an attached bathroom. So uh, somebody booked it, and uh, they get here, and it's a couple of kids, you know. 19 maybe, 18 maybe, right, right. And then more kids kept showing up. They didn't realize, they didn't realize it was just a room in my house. They (laughs) thought they were getting the whole house. (laughs) And, uh... That must have been fun. Yeah. For you. Yeah, it was... (laughs) It was kind of stupid, but, yeah. Right. So, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I had to run them off. They booked it for, uh... Three days or something like that. The whole weekend, you know. And uh, I ran him off that night and freed up. Didn't pay him back for that night because we couldn't have rented it again. 
Right. And they were uh, they were a little upset about it. They were so upset about it, they uh, stole the alarm clock out of the room. Oh, well, I was just oh. going to ask you if they retaliated. <laughs> there it is. Yeah, there it is. I mean, it was, Bastards. It was like a $7 alarm clock, too, you know. Seven bucks. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I haven't really, uh, you know, it's against the Airbnb rules. If you have mm-hmm. a, if you rent it and have a party there, uh, you get kicked off the platform. So. Right. Yeah. I would. Is it easy to create a different profile though? Because you hear about the same, you know, very similar right things popping right. up again and again. Yeah, it's I probably mean, pretty easy. I think. Uh, you need to make a new email address, I guess. An email address, but they also uh, want to verify it. You oh, got you, like you got driver's license. Send them in a driver's license or something like yeah. that. But you know, like well, we could probably hard. do it three times, the three of us. You know, right? Yeah. Maybe parties. we should. Maybe we should. What about screening potential clients? Is there any way to do that? It's the way it works is uh, it's all community trust. Mm-hmm. Like the guy from Airbnb gave the TEDx talk or something like that. Mm-hmm. He said, uh, would you hand your phone to the stranger sitting next to you? And nobody would. And he said, well, mm-hmm. what about if everybody said that stranger was cool? You know, then maybe you would, you know, mm-hmm. but yeah. 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 So I think just like a house can be raided, the tenant or the the renter can be raided by the, you know, the people who own the Airbnb. So then it's kind of, kind of the same with Uber. With right. rider rating so that, you know, you're kind of the cream rider. Oh, you said like, rated. I thought you said rated. Rated. Yeah, you can. The house can get raided. Can get raided. Can get raided. Happened to me before. Yeah, <laughs> everything. <laughs> yeah, right. It gets yeah. all community trust and community right. rating. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. They're still talking about those Airbnb things, and the reason they're talking about it is, uh, I believe, uh, taxes. They're looking for another source of income. Mm-hmm. But Airbnb, you know, it's supposed to be. It's built on trust, you know, and ratings mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah. So, uh, and how are these taxes going to affect the owners? I mean, I know it's not good. Well, uh, the um, it's going to well, there's a bunch of things they're talking about, and uh, ta- uh, it will definitely uh, discourage. Airbnb participation yeah. on the part of homeowners. I, uh, so, you know, I get it. And some of these people on this comment section said, uh, said, okay, good, good. Maybe our property taxes will go down if they start charging these Airbnb oh, people. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> right unrelated right because yeah. the, the airbnb tax isn't concerned about property tax <clears throat> overall it's about the hotel occupancy right tax, which hotels you know had a which obviously had a grip on on that kind of uh right you know travel or whatever accommodation and yeah airbnb kind of stifled that everywhere not just here in el paso so it's kind of a 
interesting to watch this play out kind of in real time. Slowly, uh-huh. cities are regulating uh, Airbnbs more and more, you know. So, uh, it's kind of... Hotels in El Paso do really well. We have the highest hotel occupancy rate in the in mm-hmm. the state and among the highest in the country. They're up to like 80%, yeah. you know. We also don't have many hotels. I mean, other cities have, you know... Uh, you know, what do you got? Days in, do those still exist? Or La Quinta yeah. everywhere, all over the place. We kind of have very few. How many hotels. La Quintas are there in El Paso, Ben? Should we check? No, there's like five. Only five? I'm also <laughs> talking about like your higher end hotels, like downtown. We, you know, we have uh-huh. three or four nice ones versus, you know. You know what La Quinta means in Spanish? No. Next to Denny's. Yeah. <laughs> Is it? It's, it's not a. They made up of. Uh, Spanish word? No, no, it is a real oh, word. It is a real, it word. Is a real okay. word, and it's like um, it's uh, like a refuge or something. Lucky, huh? Yeah. How about it? I mean, it means the fifth, you know. But but uh, there's that house over there next to uh, Juan Gabriel's house, <clears throat> and it belongs to the Bermudez family. One of those big mansions on the SEC's. Mm-hmm. And it, it is called uh, La Quinta Bermudez. So, I'm here for you. I'm here for you. If you ever if you need to know anything, every day. you just ask me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, let's take a break. We're going to come back a little later with uh, State Representative Joe Pickett and uh, UTEP art history professor and uh, political gadfly Max Grossman. We're going to be back with them in a little while, and uh, stick around. Thank you. Adios. Today's show is brought to you by Black Coffee. Mm-mm-mm. Twinkies. Golden sponge cake with a cream filling. And water. You are 60% water. Get used to it. Okay, thank you. We're out. Hey, everybody. Thanks. Welcome back. Uh... I'm here now on the phone with state representative, former state representative Joe Pickett and uh, local hero Max Grossman. And uh, we're here today to talk about uh, Representative Pickett's lawsuit against the city. It seems like the city is uh, squeezing, trying to squeeze more blood from the, from the turnip. Uh, representative Pickett, could you tell us what this is about? Yeah, I can give you the the basics. Uh, you know, the the city um, obviously charges you and me to come pick up our garbage. They also do some things that are a little bit broader than that. You know, they they have these recycling centers and uh, drop off points, and they do clean vacant properties, and they get complaints. So there's things that they do above and beyond just the the trash. But it seems because our utility bills are lumped together in this case. The garbage and the water bill, as your listeners know, come as one bill. And the fact that um, all of our utility bills fluctuate. You know, if it's summertime, you're using more water, maybe less um, gas, wintertime more gas, less electricity. So they they vary. And there was a period a couple of years ago where I had new service on a building I was working on and I got my first bill in the mail and it happened to be the same month. The city was increasing 
one of these extra fees on the bill. And I immediately picked up the phone and I called the city representative that was over my area, Isabel Salcido at the time, and she wouldn't take my call. I had chased her down for, I don't know, a week, 10 days. I finally wrote a letter, never responded. I tried calling the city manager. He wouldn't respond. I wrote a letter. And come to find out, I had to start doing some digging, uh, did some open records requests. And there is this fee on residential water bills that's called franchise fee at $6. And, and Dr. Grossman had put out an email and put a water bill in there, which made it helpful for people to see this because you've got a $19 gray bin fee, a $5 environmental fee, and then the $6 franchise fee. And I'm questioning it. And when I started looking through the open records, I found where unembarrassed at all the city's transferring money from that fee into other things like police and fire which i support 100 percent. right but that's part of the that's part of the process of my property taxes right right and, and we're always you know we're always against taxes here at el chicano and uh this almost live podcast but that is uh absolutely low down and dirty but is it illegal i believe it is in my opinion and the reason i believe it's illegal is the ordinance that they created this franchise fee specifically says for wear and tear of the streets by the garbage trucks which already is kind of unusual it's the city's garbage trucks but they're charging you and me for Right. coming and picking up our garbage or whatever they do. And in general terms, Rich, yeah. cities can create fees, but the fees can't be for more than the services they provide. Uh -huh. And so knowing, knowing that is why I backed into this when I just said, hey, the fee was $4. It went to 6 That's a 50% increase. How did you arrive at that? So, yes, in my opinion, I believe that the city is walking on very thin ice because they have got these franchise fees to a lot of entities who use our right-of-way, AT&T, T-Mobile, Spectrum. Um, there's even another fee on our same bill on the water side. The city in the last few years is also charging a franchise fee for the public service board, the water department, to drive their trucks up and down our streets. Right, which is and this, another uh, city subsidy, right? El Paso water. Yes, and, and, and again, the city created that. If they're being open, the city, you know, had an ordinance on the city council at one point and said, members, uh, this is for wear and tear on the streets. They passed it. They voted on it. They started assessing the fee, but then they transferred it from things other than wear and tear on the streets. Right. So I think that they've got a, a problem. They got a the little explaining to do, problem. huh? Hey, and yeah, I'm and surprised. Right. I'm surprised that um, you uh, didn't get a response from your city representative and the city manager. I mean, you're Joe Pickett. You're a former state representative. You know, you're not just an average Joe, right? Well, well, well you. Well, that makes two of you. You and my mom <laughs> uh, are real proud of me. But the bottom line is, I believe that. Uh, when I started asking questions, it may be because of my background that they thought 
maybe he knows a little more than the average person and we right. should just ignore him. And so I maybe he'll I go away. I didn't want to do. Yeah, I didn't do. I did something I didn't want to do because I could not get a response. And I have the letter. I mean, I, I can go back to, you know, late 2019, early 2020. And I wound up filing in October of 2020. Right. Um, so that I could, you know, get, you know, go through the court system and at least start doing some. Uh, discovery and start asking some questions and the city has tried so far to just shut me down and they've lost on two levels so far on just the standing the city Mm -hmm. believes that i shouldn't have the right to do this well yeah uh, that's extraordinary that's extraordinary uh can i put this in a little bit of broader perspective rich yes please look under this city manager our property taxes have increased every single year for eight years in a row since he assumed office. In addition, the city of El Paso in the same period of time has issued over a half a billion dollars in non-voter approved debt, which is a Texas record. So you see the direction things are going in here. In the meanwhile, the city is doling out huge money, seven, eight, nine figures in Terzas, 380 agreements, all kinds of candy for developers and elite investors. Now, Here's the stat. This last fiscal year, the city increased our property tax again because they said they didn't have $17 million. They could not find $17 million of savings in our budget, and so they raised our tax again. Well, Joe Pickett has pointed out that um, the city threw three fees on our water bills, the franchise fee, the environmental fee, and on the water side, the so-called city franchise fees. These three fees that keep going up, They've created essentially a $30 million slush fund. Some of that slush fund they probably use for legitimate purposes, but probably most of it gets gets funneled into other projects, other things. Okay. And, you know, God bless Representative Pickett that he's actually suing the city on being, to, to do right uh, for the taxpayers. I know what it means to sue a city. I know a little bit about that. <laughs> and uh, you know, I applaud uh, Joe for what he's doing. But a $30 million slush fund? And you compare that to the seventeen million dollar budget shortfall this fiscal year. This is not pocket change, Rich. Right, right. It's, it's city has a it's, billion it's dollar budget. The city of El Paso, yeah, one one point two billion. And this is not chump change. And and the reason that it's so egregious is they're using the fact of again. Let's go back to the basics about a utility bill. Most people know exactly how much they pay for their cell bill. Most people know how much their car payment is. Most people know what their mortgage payment is. But not very many people know exactly month to month to month to month what their utility bill is. And so entities like the city of El Paso are taking advantage of that because it fluctuates. And now, now so many people like myself are doing it online and you don't see the detail that you normally would because you'd have to go a couple extra steps. Now you can either just pay your bill by pushing a button. Some people go to the trouble of going and looking up the bill to see if there's anything outrageous or different, but the overwhelming majority are not going to do that. And now the public service board is taking advantage of that current situation and trying to collect more money with a new fee that I didn't even realize was happening until real recently. And, uh, Dr. Grossman and I talked about it's going to get worse. Right. That's uh, an interesting concept I hadn't thought about before. How most people don't 
pay their bills online and uh, don't even look at them. But uh, yeah. there was something else about this story, too, that uh, Max brought up in uh, uh, the email he sent out, is that uh, the city attorney didn't notify city council about this lawsuit until three months after it was filed. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. Think, think about that. Think about what that means, Rich. The city attorney, the city attorney has a duty to tell the city council and mayor if the city is being sued. And she withheld this information for three months until after the election, until after DeMargo was out of office. Now, why would she do that? Huh. And, and on, top of, on top of that, I was just told recently by an elected official who had asked for just a kind of an accounting, just said, can you give me a list of all the pending lawsuits? And my lawsuit against the city was not on that list. Is that and right? It, and it's obvious be on the tip of a lot of people's minds because it's public record. Uh -huh. The Eighth Court of Appeal ruled in my favor on the last week of December. Um, you know, the holidays. I know people aren't really looking at some of the, you know, the lesser news story. This isn't, you know, spy balloons. This isn't <laughs> a, a, a mass, you know, murder situation. You know, it, it's important. But there's other things that, that are preoccupying people. But it still is funny that some of the newer members of the council are trying to get up to speed and just asking some general questions like, can I get a list of all the pending lawsuits? And when they looked, I was told mine isn't even listed on there. Maybe That's they ran impossible. out of paper. Maybe they ran out of ink. That's, Maybe the yeah. list of lawsuits is so That's long true. that. Uh... That's true. And some and, and Rich, I think the, the current situation with this uh kind of insurance fee that the water department wants to do. Yeah, I think how about that? It's egregious what they're trying. If right. I was still in office, I would be filing legislation against this. And I think hopefully some of your listeners, I'm going to write my. Um, well, do you want to, do you want to tell us what that is? Cause maybe some of the listeners. Yeah. I, well, it's, it's, it's so strange. I got this today. I got my letter today. I got a letter from the El Paso water that says, Hey, Starting March 1st, 2023, we're going to start charging you 98 cents a month for this coverage in case you have a water leak and it's been undetected. It was under your foundation or a leaking pipe and it's a large bill because it's not you. You pay this insurance of 98 cents a month. We'll, we'll forgive it. It's like the, the insurance they sell you when you're buying electronics, huh? But, but. This is what's what's referred to as an opt-out program. In other words, they're going to start billing you and me unless you proactively pick up the phone and call 915-273-3999 to, to opt out. And you know how wow. many people are not doing that? And here's, here's where they're, they're going to win. They're going to win in this. Uh, again, the fee that I was that I'm suing for and the other franchise fees are $1.33. This thing, these all add up to millions of dollars. Right. There's 192,000 monthly customers. Of that 192,000 customers, every one of them is going to be billed 98 cents unless you tell them otherwise. 
Don't you uh, think that the water is just banking on numbers and hoping that only a small percentage? What if half? Right. It's, what if seventy-five percent opted out? I bet it's not that high. No, what not even. Not even. Them? No, it's what, going to be twenty percent opt out. Most people aren't okay. even going to open them. Are they going to open it and they're going to look at it and throw it away? You know. Well, yeah. Let's go, with a, let's go with a simple number that everybody can understand. Let's say half. Let's say fifty percent figured out and opt out. That means, and we'll do it round numbers, 98 cents is basically a dollar. 192,000 customers, they're basically going to make $100,000 a month. Hey, nice so work just, if you can get it, huh? But this should, th th there should not be this opt-out program. It should be, if you want to sell me something, right? give me a pit. And if I choose to spend 98 cents a month that's one thing but telling me that you're going to bill me 98 cents unless i opt out th this is wrong right and Absolutely. just so and and rich just to put things in in context again uh i don't know if representative pickett can talk about his litigation in depth because he's a plaintiff so i'll just say this yes uh what happened is uh the city filed a plea to the jurisdiction challenging Joe Pickett standing in the courts to sue. And on December 28th, the Eighth Court of Appeals, which is one of the state's 14 uh, uh, state courts, uh, basically said that Mr. Pickett has standing in the courts. He can go ahead and sue. And so now the city of El Paso has a couple of choices here. They just got defeated on that question. They can appeal that by petitioning the Texas Supreme Court to continue to challenge Representative Pickett's standing, and that would be a waste of time and money, taxpayer money. Or uh, they can settle uh, with Mr. Pickett and come to uh, some kind of a compromise or some kind of a just solution for the taxpayer. Uh, it's very possible the litigation will end up back in the trial court and be fully litigated with witnesses, the whole thing, in front of a judge and the media. So there, there are different ways that this can go. Um, but I right now, the city's at a point are fun. has to make a decision. Depositions are fun or it can ruin your day, well, depending well, on which side you're on. Well, you know, <laughs> I like depositions as a spectator sport. So I don't like to participate. Yeah. Um, Representative Pickett, do you remember what it was I was going to ask you? No, I can't think of it right now. I lost my train of thought. Uh, so... Well, just to kind of play on what um, Dr. Grossman said, that is the current situation. Um, and I want to make clear, though, that I'm not personally, and that's one reason why the Eighth Court of Appeals ruled in my favor. I, Joe Pickett, am not trying to make any money. My right, you're not seeking damages. Not, that's what I was going to ask right. you. You are not seeking damages no. for this, right? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I just want to be able to get down around a table first off and, you know, taking a deposition and doing disclosure. Cause one of the things I found out just doing some open records was how did you arrive at this number? And that's one of the questions I would like to have answered. And there's probably a few people that are discussing this at city hall. I don't know who <laughs> at this point, but you would think that someone would say, well, first off, where did that first $4 come from? Where did we arrive at that number? And why did the $4 all of a sudden increase to $6? I guess that's just pure guessing. 
Um, Dr. Grossman talked about, you know, how the city may have been short here or short money there. They spend way too much to begin with without any detail. But I'll bet if you work backwards, probably you could have probably found some project or shortfall that the city manager needed and said, well, 192,000 customers a month times $2, that raises us basically $400,000 a month. There's $4 million plus a year just in the $2. So, I mean, there's no no justification for it. I, I would like the, the city to do some explaining. And it's like my first sit down, if I could have one with the city, is like, please, please. Now we've had to go through this for a couple of years. Just, just explain to me, what is the $6 for? In fact, I'd like to know what that other $5 is for. I'd like to know how you came to the dollar thirty-three, and that one's been raised three times. Rich, it right. started off as seven cents, then it went to a dollar twenty-four, then it went to a dollar thirty-three, with no fanfare. And if you're increasing it, it seems to me there should be some explanation for that. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, and I wish you every success here. This, and this comes, you know, with all the other tax hikes and tax increases just across the board, from permitting fees to our property tax, how much you pay when you park at a parking meter, to the number of parking meters. I mean, I could go on and on and on. Tommy Gonzalez and this city staff are squeezing blood out of a lemon. They are absolutely squeezing every penny they can get out of uh, the El Paso taxpayer, every which way. Yeah. And I think there's I think there's other areas too. This is you know I've got some some experience, a little bit of experience. <laughs> you know, my forte in the legislature, people think it was transportation and transportation funding, but my forte actually was appropriations. And I would sit there and be able to dig through the budgets. And I'm hoping some of this new council will be revitalized and even force all eight of them. At least start asking questions on a $1.2 billion budget instead of just having a work meeting that lasts an hour or two and then move on. And and, and they complain meetings. about that. They complain about, about the budget hearings, you know. They act like they're sweating it out. They're there for like a week or something, you know. Yeah, but it's 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 very it's very frustrating. And and if there was a good answer, I would have thought that they would have come up with it right off the bat because I get defensive. You know, people would ask me, why did you propose that? Why did you do this? You know, I went around the state um, different times, you know, pushing huge constitutional amendments had to do with funding. And I had to deal with Democrats, Republicans, right wing, Freedom Caucus, Libertarians. And I had an answer for every question that somebody asked me. They didn't always have to uh, agree and wondered how I came up with it. But I showed them. I showed them the math. I showed them the pictures. This is what we're doing. This is where it's coming from. And it's pretty bad when you just pick up the phone and say, could you tell me why you went from four to six dollars? No. Can you tell me what the four dollars was for? No. Can you tell me what you're using the whole six dollars for? <laughs> no. That's none of your business. And that's right. basically Trust us. Atta, that's the attitude. But this latest thing that the water department is doing is is just really, really bothersome because I know privately somebody behind the scenes sold them on this and said, look, again, we've got such a high volume of customers. What if we only got 15, 20 percent of the people to do it? And I believe you're right, Rich. It's going to be a lot higher than that. 
but they're working the numbers. It just was, you know, and there's going to be a lot of people out there that are going to be concerned and think, gosh, maybe I really do need this 98 cents. Maybe right. we'll let them try it on their own. Yeah. Call them into your office. Have have citywide sales pitches at the library. Show them how good it is. But don't send me a letter in the mail that says we will charge you, period. Unless Surprise. you take it off. Yeah. I remember yeah. this is the you same water rich. utility that dumped a billion gallons of raw sewage into the Rio Grande the last year. So. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah. Taxation without representation. Uh, the, Ameri- the colonies in the New World fought a revolution against the British government for exactly this reason. Our country was founded by people who opposed taxation without representation. And here we have unelected bureaucrats ensconced in our city. We're always trying to find ways to tax us without even representing what those taxes are for or how they're allocated. Yeah. You know, if I don't like my, my cell bill, I'll call another carrier and see if they can make me a, a better offer. I can't go get any other water service i can't get any other garbage service i'm i'm stuck like the other 192,000 residential customers in el paso and so they've got a captive audience that they're just using and abusing and and i'm going to give some of them the benefit of the doubt but not for very long because this new 98 cents thing is new and me as one person i'm just you know i'm i'm, I'm no longer uh elected official, but I'm going to write a letter to the water department telling them I don't like it. I'm going to wa- write a letter to my city rep. I'm going to write a letter to my state representative and say, hey, would you consider filing legislation about things like this because of our times? When it, Again, when everybody got a, a, a bill in the mail, it's so different now. They're, they're taking advantage of us. No, I really resent. I love El Paso. I love El Paso, but I really resent the city charging me extra for the privilege of living here, you know, when they don't really do that much for me. You know, the streets are not paved and they're going to pave the streets and they're going to jack our taxes for that, too. But, you know, the core city services, the city isn't taking care of them. We got water parks instead. Yeah, and Rich, they're, they're taxing us extra for water. This is something that every living being needs to live. We right. can't not drink it, can we? So they, so no matter what, we have to pay their tax, no matter what it is, and they keep raising these taxes. You know, Representative Pickett is doing just an incredible service to every taxpayer in El Paso by calling the city out and forcing them to account for this tax and all the taxes that are crammed into our water bill. Right. Well, you go, Joe. I want to thank Representative Pickett for his time this afternoon and Dr. Max Grossman for visiting us via telephone here to uh, El Chiqueño Presents Almost Live. And uh, remember, you heard it here first. Maybe you only heard it it here ever. I'm going to send you an electronic bill to see if you'll send payment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good idea. Do you have my email address? Because I'm not giving it to you. I'll just try and see. Yeah. Yeah, Rich, I'm going to have to tax you for the air you've been breathing the last half hour. You're going to get my bill, too. Well, okay. I've been breathing a little extra air Thank this you. month. So. Yeah, Thanks. yeah, the Grossman franchise fee. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank, Thank you, guys. Rich. Thank you guys for joining us. Thank you. Bye. Okay. Hey, 
y'all. Thanks for coming by today uh, to, to uh, El Chiqueño Presents Almost Live. Coming to you today from uh, Big D's Party Palace. Uh, really thrilled to have as the first guest ever on the podcast, um, Representative Joe Pickett and uh, Dr. Max Grossman, two local heroes who are fighting for... Your fiscal rights, your fiscal right to not get taxed too much, and God bless them both. Um, yeah, y'all stop by next week. Want to thank our sponsors today, Black Coffee, Twinkies, and Water. Remember, water is what you are. So uh, stop back real soon. We're going to have some more guests on. We're going to have some fun. Okay, thank you very much. Adios.